thrilled to be joined by my guest, Buki Ishala, who is an executive coach based in London, England. She helps senior Black professionals to have more confidence, impact, and influence so they can thrive and progress in their careers. She also helps white leaders and allies to increase their confidence and effectiveness at navigating discussions on anti-racism and building an anti-racism culture. Prior to starting her coaching practice, she spent 15 years working as a chartered accountant at uh, an oil and gas tax specialist for large multinational corporations. And today we are going to talk about the challenges and hindrances that black professionals face in progressing their careers and share ideas of what leaders can do to support and provide an inclusive environment for everyone's career growth. Thank you so much for being here, Buki. Thank you, Jackie. It's great to be here. So great to have you. And as you know, Buki, one of my goals this season is to bring learning and awareness, particularly for white leaders, to help them learn and grow and be more aware of the part that they play in creating diversity, uh, creating equitable and inclusive workplaces. Um, so I'm really excited about this uh, for my learning and for also reaching the audience of leaders that uh, that I work with um, to really support uh, the ongoing learning and, and growth. So uh, I want to start, um, can you just start and, and help us learn about uh, what are some of the career progression challenges that Black professionals have? Thanks, Jackie. As I said, you know, it's really great to be here. And um, it's such an important topic to discuss, given mm. the environment that we're in. And I think as a Black professional in, um, in the workplace in Canada, I mean, I'm based in the UK, typically, you know, you're a minority in the environment. And you, know, you come from a different background and a different cultural orientation to many of the people um, around you. And, and, and that's likely to mean that you might have a different outlook and a different take on things. So if, you, if you're lucky to be in an environment that is not inclusive, then that can really be perceived negatively and um, create um, problems for you in an office environment. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So could I just ask a little more about that? So if you are in an environment where you're not inclusive, there isn't an inclusive, uh, environment and people aren't open to your different lived experiences, culture, then that can cause a challenge. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah that can okay. cause a challenge um, directly or indirectly. So for example, in the workplace, we know relationships matter. You know, you, you thrive by having um, really effective um, relationships. So if there's a clash and you're not able to build um, um, relationships with good relationships with the people around you then that is going to affect your chances of um progressing and being um impactful in the workplace okay so if you are seen as different or and people can't connect with your the, your way of being or your culture then that can can create a disconnect for yes. people yes absolutely absolutely and um that can make you feel uncomfortable in the environment Mm -hmm. which then means you're not being, you're not able to be your best self, you know, uh, it raises your self-consciousness and, um, you know, and that just affects so many other things. And equally as well, if you get the sense that people are not necessarily, you know, fully accepting of the way you are and how you show up, then again, that creates 
you know, problems and discomfort for you um, in the environment. So it can That's be a good issue. <laughs> That's so interesting. I never thought about it from that perspective, because I think in the work you and I do as coaches, yeah. uh, what's coming up for me in this, in this conversation is when there's judgment yeah. around being different, that that also then creates that judgment in yourself that actually impacts your confidence, yeah. that actually impacts your performance at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big issue. Confidence is a big issue for, um, yeah, for many minorities in the workplace. No, people will often say, you know, they feel more confident outside work. They have no issues in their personal life, but at work, they're so they're much more um, self-conscious uh, mm -hmm. because they they're very aware that they're different, and um, and the implications of that. Interesting, interesting. Um, so what other things come up then also as a challenge? So get this idea, and I'd, I'd like to even explore that further in the conversation, like how do you, where do you as a coach go with that? Because I think that's really important. Um, but if we stay on this idea of the challenges, so hearing this, that sort of when I'm different, then I act different, then I can't be my, my, my best self and it impacts my confidence. What other kind of challenges are there? Yeah, I think a lot of the other challenges then stem from that so one one key one that is really common and um i think it sponsors the lack of progression and the lack of um having more um ethnically diverse leadership is lack of opportunities mm. so if you're um a lot of opportunities come through having deep and connected relationships so if you're in a position where which is typical that many black professionals are in situations where their relationships that they have in the workplace are not as deep or as connected with their right professionals. What that what that then leads to is just they are not um, they're not usually front of mind for the career advancing opportunities, um, and they're not front of mind for the projects that allow them to um, to progress. And, and, and also, even in cases where, and have come across this, and I've experienced this, where even you make the, you might be knowing the issues that you're facing, you might be making more effort to develop those relationships. Well, relationships can be two-way if you're making all the effort and the other party isn't, for whatever reason, interested or, um, or in, in interested or invested in the relationship, then you still don't go anywhere. It doesn't have the impact and you don't get the benefit from it oh wow that really that really strikes me deep um mm. this idea that when you're not able to and and maybe multiple reasons happening yeah. here like you know for this to happen but when you're not able to connect at a deeper human level with somebody yeah. and you stay on the surface yeah. then you know you're not thought of in those moments. Like, I really trust this person. I know this person's intentions. I know where they want to go with their career. I know you don't get to have those sort of real learnings um, about that person. And then they're not top of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that this image came up and I've seen this image before when we talk about inclusion just sitting around the table doesn't mean you're included like that's you're at the table you're around the table but that idea of inclusion is i see you and you're part of this team yeah. and i know at a deeper level uh who you are and what matters to you yeah absolutely um and um it's it's, it's feeling comfortable in the room you can't feel comfortable by yourself other people make you feel comfortable 
you can you know you can you know you can you can be there and know you have the right to be there but others have to be um they have to be aware and take responsibility for making you feel included yeah for how how they're showing up yeah. and i think particularly as leaders yeah um being aware of this distinction between what it really might feel like when you're on the outside and and i know it's so simple to say always put yourself in someone else's shoes yeah that's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, are we consciously in that moment thinking about what does it feel like yeah. um, for that other person? Uh, do you know? Do they feel part of this team? What? How do I show up that helps them see that I see them as at a deeper le level? That I want to have a, a relationship with them? That I really care about yeah. their career path? Yes, that's really important. So interesting. Okay, so that so the deeper level. It's so interesting because um, when we think about this, and you and I have even had conversations about this before. Yeah. I'm just having all this new awareness um, <laughs> around. You know, let's just talk about what the real issues are around making people feel included. It's not just inviting them to the table. It's how we be with each other, how we interact with each other, and how we, you know, empathize really with how somebody might be feeling. Yeah. Um, that might be a, a minority that might think differently, might look differently. Um, you know, I, I know sometimes I feel and, uh, you know, like people don't get my way of thinking. Yeah. Um, and I think, think what I'm hearing is that's, that's amplified too, when you are a minority in the room. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, well, personally, you want people to, um, to be free around you and to be, um, you know, to be free to, to speak their mind, to ask you questions. I think sometimes people, um, people in the, people for fear or the discomfort of um, making you feel uncomfortable, they actually withdraw from you, which then makes it even worse. Um, Interesting. So I, have, yeah, I have had experiences where I felt um, people, were not, people were not comfortable being they're not comfortable around me so by being not by by appearing uncomfortable then they were making me feel uncomfortable they were making me feel like i was different um so it's just walking through i think we, we all of us individually all have to work on ourselves i mean if we talk about things like color it's really just really what it is it's just color now, there's nothing about my color that tells you about my potential my values my character the, the things that really matter so being able to just see through that and um and not not have someone's color be so big that um it puts a barrier it puts a block makes you feel uncomfortable yeah. uh, speaking to that person or make you assume that or oh, you may not have anything in common or you may not get along or they might not be right for this project because they might not get along with the rest of um with the client or with the team because they're different because they don't have a, you know, the same background yeah and 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 it's it strikes me and i know not everybody is there yet that that diversity does make us better that's yeah. if you know if we have a room full of people that think the same then we only need one of them yes absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because we need to put people in a room that think differently so that we are challenged yeah challenge our way of thinking because we have our own biases we have our own experiences and all of that impacts yeah 
and when you don't have inclusion, you know, the very um, benefit and advantage that diversity is supposed to bring, it's not able to achieve that. Because mm. if you have people of diverse backgrounds in the room, yet they feel uncomfortable to express themselves or they feel they have to conform to the majority view, then you, yeah, you just, you're doing yourself a disadvantage. You don't get the benefit. So it's even more important for leaders to ensure that they have, um, they're truly cultivating an inclusive team so they can get the benefit of the diversity. So they can get the benefit of the diversity. Yeah. Like, you know, and I did so much work with teams and I'm thinking, you know, from this diversity lens is, is yeah, that's your job as a leader is to get the best out of the team, to get the, everybody's thinking, to create a safe environment. And so the duality is, is being a good leader um, encompasses all of this, doesn't it? It, 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 it's, it, it's, it's about kind of thinking beyond um, and really about how do I get this team working together and whose voice isn't being heard. Even, even if that's not the black person in the room, maybe that's, you know, the shy person in the room, yes. who, right. Yeah. Or it's, um, it's, it's, it's a worldview, a way of looking at things as how do I get the best at it? How do I make everybody feel comfortable and how do I support them in their own, uh, building of their confidence so yeah. that they can be yeah. seen and heard at the table? Absolutely. Um, so what do you say when people say there's, you know, and it's sort of becoming obvious to me, I think, as I think about this, but what do you say when people say, no, there's no problem. You know, I'm, I'm inclusive as a leader. I don't see color hear that a lot, right? Like I don't see everyone's the same. There's no problem. What do you say when you hear that? Or do you, do you hear people say that? I think we have to look at the results because you know, results don't lie, facts don't lie. If you look across um, all industries, all sectors, all top corporations, there is uh, very few black senior leaders um, in all of them. So usually you find in many organizations, they're, um, they're black or ethnic minority staff, as we call them in the UK, they're usually more concentrated towards the, um, um, towards the bottom of the ladder. And as you go up, it just gets less, less and less until it's almost non-existent at the top. So if it is the case that, you know, people don't see color and um, why aren't we getting different results? Um, mm. So it's just looking at the fact that, well, you know, this doesn't make sense. Why isn't the uh, leadership teams, our senior teams, why are they not representative of the society we live in? Because you, you ask yourself the questions, so is it that, or, you know, how work with black professionals, for example, is it, and they're not many of them, is it that they're not ambitious? Well, I'm not aware of any research that has said, oh, black people are less ambitious than, than whites or other races. Uh, is there something particularly wrong with them as a people? You know, is it their work ethic? Is it that they're not smart enough? They're not good enough? Again, there's no research that backs that up, that in the workplace, they, you know, they're not as effective. As effective, then you look at the you know what other option will be there. You're like, okay, look at the structure and culture of our organization. Is it allowing everyone? Is it allowing them to rise? And I think a lot of the data and the research that has come, you know, points to okay, organizations are saying they're coming to the realization. I think they've always known for a long time, 
that there's something about the structure, there's something about culture mm-hmm. that we can that we can work on to make it easier for people to rise and thrive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I kind of said this at the beginning, but every leader has, you know, wherever you lead, you have influence over, you know, uh, the the hiring process. You have influence over the connection that you have between you and that employee. Um, And, and your job as a leader, you know, is ultimately to uh, help everybody achieve their full potential. Like that's what leaders do. So with that lens, any leader could say, how am I supporting um, the the careers development, the personal development of, you know, the black people that I lead or why aren't there black, uh, you know, people on my team? Where are they? Why aren't they here contributing their piece, their voice and helping my team grow, helping us be better as a, as a team, as an organization, um, to be better in the world. Absolutely. I think those are really great questions to, you know, to, to ask and to really sit in and, you know, sit on them and reflect. And I think personally as well as leaders, because I think if, um, if society is going to change, if situations are going to change, individuals have to change. And so if we each each leader is sitting with that question and um, reflecting on it, I think they'll come up with interesting answers and come up with their own initiatives of how they can make a change and be there yeah. and get different results. Yeah, because I think it can very much, and I know this is the way, you know, prior to a year ago, I sort of felt like, there wasn't as much of a problem of, you know, the George Floyd, I speak of that a lot of my podcast as being that defining moment for me to go, what am I doing? What could I do? And sometimes we think, well, it's a, such a big problem. There's nothing I can do. And it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be HR that fixes it. And it's gotta be the, you know, these other leaders that fix it. Um, and this idea that we can all make the world better, like one person at a time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this is not a problem for HR. Absolutely not. Because um, HR is not responsible for everything that is happening in all the departments in the company. So if you look at any, any company with different departments, it doesn't matter where you go, you know, you find the same situation um, of no, um, no black people. Again, my, you know, the people that I work with not represented, not represented at senior levels. So it has nothing to do with HR. It's to do with the individual leaders. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're speaking to a girl who used to be an HR leader. I'd be like, everyone's blaming everything on HR. Here is what we do. We help support, but ultimately the leaders make the decisions. Yeah. Leaders are with the people every day. They make those decisions and it, there's more in the leader's hands and maybe sometimes even leaders recognize yeah right? absolutely because they're you know it's their responsibility as you said earlier to make sure that um they are providing opportunities for everyone to develop and grow their career i think from my experience one and the experiences of the people i work with you know one of the things that stifles our ability to rise in our careers is just the lack of opportunities you know as i said um, people not getting on the right projects uh, because at the end of the career progression is a result. You know, you have to do something to achieve it. So meeting your KPIs, being visible, um, being visible to the decision makers. So if you're not in the right rooms and they're not giving you opportunities to be in those rooms, then your, your career isn't going to progress. And leaders have 
um, they have control over that because they can take interest in everybody's career. Well, they should be. They should be monitoring how everyone is doing uh, because yeah. they want to create an equitable team. Yeah. So they can take an interest in everybody's development. Yeah. And, and with that lens, how is everybody progressing? What are their goals? Where do they want to be? What, what development might they want to have? Having honest conversations, I find uh, in the work I do is really hard for leaders. Sometimes I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't. And so I often see they shy away from some of those conversations. Uh, you know, that the real, you know, as you say, those deeper level conversations, yeah. here's, you know, what, where do you want to be? Here's what's working. Here's what's not working um, and helping everybody, um, you know, to progress and grow. And, and also really making an effort to develop um, um, relationships with people where maybe the relationships might not just be flow as naturally as some others would be. Um, we all know it's easier to get along with someone if you come from a similar backgrounds, if you do similar things outside work. But if someone is quite different from you, then you know, building a relationship with that person requires more effort. So going out of your way and, um, and taking interest, which is you know, the core part of being inclusive, is that yeah. you can go out of your way to bring people in, to meet people where they are. And, um, and, you know, in the business of things, leaders can often forget that uh, because you're trying to meet targets, you're trying to meet all of that. But that's what then, you know, if, you, if you're doing that, that's what causes the people, uh, people in your team, certain people in your team to feel not included and for their careers to suffer because, yeah. you, know, you know, they need a little bit more attention. They need a little bit more um, bringing into the team to get value out of them and you're not doing that. So powerful, so powerful. So what kind of experiences, um, and to the extent you, you wanna share, like what, how have your own corporate experiences um, uh, helped you help others? What are you drawing on from your experiences to help others? Yeah, so my, I mean, I, I spent 15 years in the corporate world and, um, I think I joined one, a large organization as a, as a trainee and then, you know, kind of like walked my way out. And I think maybe about like three, four years into my role, um, after qualifying as a chartered accountant, um, you know, I realized that I'm very ambitious. I had big dreams of what I wanted to do. But in terms of like the opportunities and the way I was developing, I was concerned that I just wasn't going to reach my goal and um, and um, yeah, and achieve what I wanted to achieve. I struggled with getting the right opportunities, with getting on the right um, the right projects, and it was a really painful time because I felt I felt underutilized, and I thought you know I could see uh, my confidence starting to shake. Because if you're not doing the right work, if you're not getting the right projects, then you're not getting the right experience, which then affects your learning and naturally affects your confidence. So you have to tackle that. And the earlier you tackle it, the better, because otherwise, you know, you're then spend, you then spend later time trying to play catch up. So I, you know, I really, I got very, very proactive in pushing my leaders to create opportunities for me. So being really vocal. And you know, it really pushed me to go out of my comfort zone, and um, 
and, and learn to be bold and ask for things, that if things are not coming to me, then I need to ask for it. Um, so I, 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 learned, I learned to be bold, I learned to ask and create opportunities for me. And thankfully, you know, I also got leaders that were interested and supported my career. So mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's just waking those leaders up. Because as I said, as yeah. I said earlier, they're going around, you know, they have bigger priorities and they may not, may not be paying attention to people in their teams that are struggling. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I tell people, if you're in a situation like that, if you're struggling and your leaders are not paying attention, you need to develop the boldness and, um, and the assertiveness to draw their attention to it. So you get the opportunities also for your career to thrive. Um, so in that sense, I did get the support um, that I needed to help me get to where I wanted to be in my career. So learning how to advocate for yourself, yeah. um, learning to, to, you know, speak out and to ask for what you want, which I think can be difficult for a lot of people, not, yeah. not just black people. I think that can be difficult coming from that HR background. Again, I remember a lot of people saying, well, I couldn't possibly ask for that and I couldn't do this. And so, but I think, um, you, you know, uh, you know, particularly, I because I also think how much of this is sort of our program thinking, like nobody is doing this for me and nobody, you know, because how much of that is also part of it, like that, that we also get in our own way? Um, I think for me, well, I'll speak for myself. One of the things I noticed that other people were getting opportunities. Uh, it, it was, I was the one of um, getting it and I was asking for the same opportunities, but it seemed to be going to someone else. Uh. So it's just allowing, you know, drawing people's attention to it so they could um, they could balance things out, I think is the best way yeah. um, to put it. Because as I said earlier, I mean, I, I would say when I talk around relationships, like in my career, earlier on, I, I struggled with that as well. You know, coming from an, um, from an African background and learning to build relationships in the workplace, it was quite, you know, the way how I would normally go, that would go about it naturally. You know it's different the way it's done so i had to learn a different way of being um in the workplace um but i had to be you know i had to be proactive to make sure that my difference and uh, my different way of doing things did not put me at a disadvantage um, oh that's so interesting so even the way that you would you know culturally speaking and i again light bulbs just go off all the time for me when we think about this because different cultures have different ways of um you know creating relationships and yeah. being in relationships and how that all starts and hearing that you know you having to come in and learn you know another culture's way of being yeah. except you know do others stop and wonder how, you know how would i like to be in a relationship um and how would i form a relationship and so what are those differences? I'm just really curious. What would, you know, what would be a way for you that would be, you know, your true way of building a relationship with somebody? What would that look like? Um, so, I mean, one thing that was common, like where I work was like, for example, going for, after, going for, going for drinks mm. um, after work, which the culture where I come from, it's just not common to go for, you know, to go, to go for drinks. Um, you know, we, you know, people get the beer out and, you know, get the drinks out when, I don't know, when you're celebrating something or that sort of thing. So it's different to, you know, it's a different, it's a different way of being. And, and also I don't drink. So 
um, I had to get comfortable with going and um, going to the bar and just having a uh, having a coke or having something light. So, just, so things like that. Um, and also in terms of relationship between um, how you develop relationships with people more senior, it's quite different. So naturally entering the workplace, I didn't think it was important for me to have relationships with more senior members. You know, it, it's easy to just settle and hang around with your peers. But um, that doesn't serve you in the long term because again, when projects come up, and they're thinking of who's going to start projects. It helps when the senior leader is not about you, so your name can come up. So things like that, learning to learning what's important in the environment you're in, and um, and adapting to it. Yeah. So this idea of this conscious leader, yeah. who gets out of their own ego and out of their own way of being, to say, doesn't everybody love to go for drinks after work? This is how we socialize. This is how we build relationships to, I wonder what are the ways that we can build relationships that will meet people where they're at, yeah. that would include people um, where they feel comfortable, where they feel like they can be the, their best selves instead of, you know, in a, in a bar, you know, feeling again, like I'm going to order a Coke because I don't drink all of those things kind of, kind of add up. Mm -hmm. Um, so interesting. So what do you want to share next around um, how we achieve this? How do we, how do we move more to this idea around, um, you know, leaders uh, supporting the progression of everyone in an organization? Is there some specific things you would share, some ideas maybe yeah. that we haven't talked about? Yeah, so one, one thing that comes to mind is um, if you look at before you know, the old Black Lives Movement, you know, went off last summer, all the issues we're talking about now or um, that it's been spoken about, they've always existed, right? So um, we've always known that they, you know, they're not, they, they, the representation of Black people in senior positions is not doesn't represent it's not it's not reflective of um their representation in wider society but not much attention has been paid to it so i think we, we all have to ask ourselves okay why is that mm. why haven't we been paying attention to it and and i think it's because largely we've all been indifferent to it we've been indifferent to everything you know to to well organ leaders and, and I think in terms of leaders that have the power, you know, they, they, they're usually white. They've been indifferent, indifferent to it. And I think until that, until that indifference is really solved on a, at a personal level, not just all oh, the organization needs to fix this. Like well, until that indifference is solved at the personal level, okay, like why should I pay attention to this? You know, yeah. why, why should I pay attention to you? You have to ask yourself, okay, as you said earlier, why is it that almighty everyone around me looks like me why is it that we just don't have enough we don't have more black people in senior positions and um really really i think and i think it's a question you answer personally i think we have a situation where too many leaders are trying to do they're trying to create a change without having been through the change themselves uh. yeah because you you were leading before judge floyd and this thing was going on and you didn't, you know, you didn't notice it. Well, why didn't you notice it? Get to the bottom of that. And I think that's an inside how to work. You start with yourself, 
And then as you come to the right, because you have to be the change, you, know, you have to be the change you want to create. You have to transform yourself before you start trying to transform your team or transform your culture. And I think too many people are moving into action, into doing, into what the initiatives without first actually sitting with themselves and um, getting to the root of why they were indifferent to it before and then shifting the beliefs that was sponsoring those indifference, then they can get it. Because I think once we actually get to the root of that, personally, we're changing, we're shifting our beliefs, we're getting to the root of the indifference we had before, the initiatives and the ideas on what we need to do to actually create change will flow a lot easier. Wow. Yeah, it just gave me inside out chills. Um. <laughs> get to the root of our indifference yeah. that is so powerful yeah. and and i have i'm having this again um moment where uh that is sort of where i got to in that moment of george floyd you know when i think about why am i not doing something different um, and really, I've been really this year challenging my beliefs, which is why I'm even doing this podcast so that I can help others who I think are good people. But until we do that inside work, I mean, that inside work is so powerful. Everything, you know, everything starts with challenging our beliefs and assumptions about things. Absolutely. And I think as white people, we don't, we can be indifferent because on the surface, it doesn't impact us in our day to day. You know, and I've had this conversation even with, you know, friends and family members to say, you know, we don't have to do anything because, you know, you know, it, you know, because, or we don't feel that inside need sometimes to, to do anything because yeah. nothing's, we feel good. Yeah. We are inclusive. Yeah. And what I'm learning so much from this work is just because I feel good and I feel inclusive and I know that, you know, maybe from a surface level that I include everybody, that's not enough. Yeah. And I'm not challenging myself to know how am I showing up in a way that's has bias or racism, um, because not a single one of us lives without bias. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, um, and you know what you just said. Every probably a lot of people are saying that, like you know, they you know, so many people have saying the exact same thing, which they mean that okay well no one no no one is changing no one is doing everything anything different because if everyone takes that position then nothing is going to change and that's what we've been doing and that's why we haven't had progress um because i think for everyone each of us we all have to you know really go inside and understand you know what's our relationship with race how do we perceive people that uh -huh. are different to us and, and, and that is not calling anyone racist, but we clearly, society is not equal. So if we, if we accept that, that it's not right, that um, we don't have enough black leaders, not because they don't want to, but because they're saying that they're not able to progress. And, but then we, so, you know, the, the white leaders are not respond and say, well, I'm not racist. Well, we're not saying you have, but black people are saying, well, we're struggling to get off the yeah. career ladder. And you have the power to do something. So clearly you can't stay the same. You know, if you, if you stay the same and say there's nothing you need to do, then you're part of the problem. You're not being, yeah. you're not being helpful. And um, 
yeah so i think that that's where people need to get to the you know you've been in the system you're you're leading the organizations and the corporate world is not delivering the results for black people the way it should be we all believe that we're equal black and white are equal i think no one is arguing about that no one is saying black people are less capable no one is saying they don't have the right work ethic so all the other justifications for the results we have they don't exist all the other reasons they don't exist so there's something else yeah and each leader black or white needs to just sit and understand um what, what, what's going on what's going on from a leadership level and yeah corporations corporate is not delivering results for black people like that is i'm racist i'm not racist regardless we're not saying you are we're saying the results aren't matching and so we cannot stay the same something yes. has to change Absolutely. and it starts with the individual leader doing the work we start with individual and i think the reason why we have a made change is because there's so much policy everything i think it's just you're taking the work outside ourselves. It's like, oh, the DNI team needs to do something, or we need to have this initiative. Yeah. No, 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 no. The work needs to be personal because you, oh. the work needs to be personal. We, it had, that's where it has to start from. Yeah, and yeah. We're, we're coaches. We know whole change, whole change starts with individuals. Like, all change starts inside out. You know, there's a, there's a law, and it's called the law of cause and effect, right? That everything, everything around it's happening for a reason. It's happening because of something. So black people are not rising in their careers. You're not finding them in senior levels. What is the cause? It's not because they're less bright. It's not because they're not ambitious, but what is the cause? Yeah. So every, every person has to sit with that. Every, every leader has to sit with that and take it as their responsibility first working on themselves to know how they're contributing directly or indirectly and we know as you know as coaches we know what we do is raise people's awareness so the fact that you're not aware of anything that you're doing wrong doesn't mean you're not doing anything wrong it just means you're not aware love that <laughs> so raise your consciousness <laughs> you know get around you know people get the help that will help you you know that will allow you to see well where, where might you be going wrong you know, if, if you're leading a team, you know, if, you, if, if you're leading a team and your team is not representative of the, you know, the diversity in your city, in your town, wherever you are, well, you have to ask yourself, okay, well, what is going on? Why is this? And take personal responsibility. Beautiful. I'm just, thank you. I'm so grateful for this conversation. And there's so many parallels to what you're saying to that's, you know, helping me create my own more awareness as I'm sitting here and why this work of coaching, you know, yeah. is, is helpful to that leader, because yeah. that is what we do as coaches. We raise awareness yeah. and that helps us become aware what we weren't aware of before, which is what are these biases? How I, you know, what am I afraid of uh, by, you know, potentially, you know, and I, I this is a thing, a thing, right? If I, if I, what happens to me, if we elevate all of the black people, where are my job, where's my job going to be? How am I, well, there's room for everybody, yeah. <laughs> right? Because that comes from a scarcity mindset. Yeah. When we come from an abundance mindset, there's endless possibilities for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And what you just mentioned is really where we need to be going. 
I think we're staying at the surface level, talking about policies and all of that, but we need to really be going down and um, getting, you know, raising people's awareness. Because I'm not sure, I, mean, I, I, I don't believe everyone is racist, you know. I, I do think people are not aware. You know, I think there's, you know, you know people, you know, I, you know, there are things I'm not aware of. There are things injuring my life. There are you know, ways in which I'm doing the wrong things that I'm not aware of. So I think that, I think coaching is going to play a really big role in creating an anti-racist environment, anti-racist culture, and coaches have a really big role in providing a safe environment for people to just, you know, get with themselves, you know, we leaders, for leaders to get with themselves and just explore, okay, because as I said, until you change, you can't really change results. And yeah. if who you have now is is what has generated the results around you, then you're gonna have to change, to, you know, to get totally different results. Um, and everything we say as coaches is it's not about the doing. You know, you said like, and I've had conversations and people on podcasts was like, enough surveys, enough mm. initiatives, enough this, you know, these things. We have to be the change. It's yeah, the yeah. be part. It's who are we being in the world as a person, as a leader? Who are we being with our thoughts? How are we noticing our thoughts? Yeah. And that is how we are going to make the world better for, yeah. for you know, in all ways. Yeah, in all ways. And you also become a more effective leader. You become a more effective. I think when leaders do this work, they are going to be even more pleased with themselves. Because in you know you know you know if you've been coached you know we're coaches we get coached it transforms our lives it makes us better when I get rid of my um you know when I when I raise my awareness it just makes my life better my life is richer so there's so much benefit and um and richness when we do the work and you know um, get to a place where we can be you know we can get the best out of more people around us. Well, I am so grateful to have uh, met you on this journey. It's been such a, a pleasure and I've learned so much from you. Um, thank you. Um, just, I just am brimming with joy inside uh, with this conversation with you. Um, what, any, what last final words would you like to, because I'm, I'm also sad that we're coming to the end of this, uh, the time we have. So yeah. what? What final words? I mean, I don't, you said so many fantastic things. Is there any final words that you'd leave with our listeners? Um, well, yeah, well, I'll say a couple of things. You know, I, I strongly believe that, you know, we, we, we don't have to be stopped with whatever results that we have. You know, our future is for us to create. So if we see things that are not right around us, you know, leaders, it's, it's the role and the job of leaders to do their bit to make change happen. That's what leaders mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that's what leadership is, taking people, taking things from the current reality to the vision to how they should be. So for, I mean, for, for white leaders that are listening, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my words would be, you know, do the work to understand your own relationship with race, mm -hmm. do, do the work to deeply understand how it plays out in your organization, how it plays out in your teams, how it plays out in your personal life, and really, you know, commit to the change, commit to the change because you're a leader and that's what leaders do. When you change, you will help others around you to change and you'll be able to take people to a higher place that they've been before and you'll be able to help, um, help them to evolve and help the culture that you're in to evolve. Uh, and equally to black professionals, um, you know, if you're struggling in the workplace, 
you know, my encouragement is just do the work, get out, get out of your comfort zone and be proactive in asking for the opportunities that will allow you to thrive. Um, because I do believe, you no, know, there are plenty of people that will support your careers. If you find them, there might be the, you know, my, you may need to put in extra work and extra efforts um, to find the support and find the sponsors, but they are definitely there. And if you've done all the work and you're still not able to progress, then find somewhere else. We live in a world of abundance and you will find many other organizations that will be able to support you. So where the energy is, I always say to people, you know, this isn't where you're banging your head, you feel it, go somewhere, go somewhere where the energy is that lights you up. We don't have to, we feel like we're kind of stuck, but we have choice. Um, so I love that. I love that idea. Thank you so much uh, for being here. What a pleasure. Um, oh, and one last thing, where can people reach you? Oh, yes. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. Just Buki Ishala. And also, um, I do post regularly on LinkedIn. Um, I usually post under um, hashtag Coach Buki. So follow that as well and you can okay. um, get Follow Coach, Coach Buki. Yeah. Uh, uh, connect with Buki on LinkedIn. And I will also, um, I'll put that in the comments. Uh, section when I post and also there's some resources you had also added and I will add those as well. Mm -hmm.